Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Today we are talking about why are your periods awful or painful or non-existent, or why are your hormones just a total nightmare? This is the last part in my why series, and we're really deep diving deep into the reasons that your hormones and periods and sex hormones can be so out of whack, what it could be really going on and what you can do about it. Because whilst it's really common to have painful periods, non-existent periods, irregular periods, to have a terrible menopause, to have heavy periods, while that's common, I don't think that needs to be this case. I don't think that's normal. That is not just, oh, suck it up. You're just a woman. You just have to be in pain for a week every, you know, a week out of the month. No, I often think there's a reason for that. And what I want to share with you in this episode is the potential reasons, the why, why it is that your periods might be awful. And maybe they never used to be, or maybe your periods used to be really regular and now they're not or whatever it is. So I hope this is really helpful for you. And it's something I love talking about. I love talking about hormones. I have had a lot of hormonal issues myself, which I discuss in this episode. Um, And now I just really enjoy my periods. I really enjoy my hormones and cycling through them. They don't cause me pain. I don't get discomfort. They are really fun, but you cannot enjoy your hormones if they are a source of suffering and agony and stress. So that's why I want to share with you in today's show. But otherwise, I hope you are well. We are in the throes of March. Spring is springing. It's exciting. The days are getting lighter. I'm getting very excited for the evenings to become lighter so I can go wild swimming. I've, yeah, I've missed that over the winter period. I do a lot of, I've been, well, over winter, I haven't really swam. I kind of just go to the locks and uh, just like stand in the water, like Wim Hof fashion, like go into my swimming costume, just breathe and then get out. But I do really like swimming in, so that'll be exciting. That'll be happening soon. Otherwise, you know, my weekly updates here on the podcast, not that much happens in my life other than my children waking me up and uh, working with clients and doing some really fun stuff. So uh, this week has been, um, there's just been some great, uh, chats with um, potential clients actually because I do have spaces for new clients um, right now and I was just chatting today with um, somebody who was just like oh my goodness I googled this health issue that I have and I literally get told three different things of those three different things they are all contradictory all say the opposite thing like I've no idea what to do and it was just it's I just love having these chats with people just to be like okay what's going on with your health provide a little bit of value and clarity and strategy and then let you know people decide if they want to come and work with me so that has been um, really fun also just checking in with some clients that I worked with a while ago checking in with their progress and how they're doing and that is always great to see I've also been sorting through my testimonials um, because every time you I finish up with a client I send a feedback form because I like to review that so that for my own reflection and um, professional development and to see how I can make the program better and support people better Honestly, there's like 
so many testimonials that I have not shared. So I'm in the process of trying to get those organized and share them with you just because um, it's not necessarily to toot my own horn, although maybe a little bit. Um, it's more so that you can maybe see yourself in the stories, in the testimonials, because I know so often we just think that this stuff isn't for us. You know, it's just like, for the, oh, I'm so happy that so-and-so feels better, but that's not possible for me. And so it's really important. That's why I share these stories so that you know that, you know, maybe it is possible for you. Actually, maybe you can feel good. Maybe you can make progress. You can feel better than what you do now. And it doesn't matter if you have, you're really busy with work, if you're postmenopausal, if you have tiny children, if you are in your 20s and figuring out your career, if you are single, if you're married, if you have a family, if you never want to have kids, if you, whatever it is it is possible for you. Okay. So I hope you enjoy this episode. If you have any questions, you can ask me on Instagram or email me at admin at keziahall.com. If you are interested in working with me, then um, head to keziahall.com for such book and you can book in a call and we can chat it through. Otherwise, let's get on with the show. If you are a long-term listener of this podcast, I'm guessing that you'd love to have more energy and a better belly, perhaps more balanced hormones, healthier, more glowy skin, more stable mood, better sleep, and for healthy eating to just feel a whole lot easier for all those lifestyle habits that I hop on about to just feel like a no-brainer. I'm guessing you would like some of that. If that's the case, then know that if you enjoy this podcast, then when I'm working with my clients in my online nutritional clinic, these are the topics we go so deep into. And when we work together, or if we work together, you would get a completely personalized, data-driven, holistic plan that is going to help you to see some phenomenal results in a short amount of time. I use a holistic and functional medicine-based approach, looking at lifestyle medicine, nutritional science, and preventative medicine, using a functional medicine approach, another way of saying a whole person approach, to, that really helps you to see progress in a short amount of time. Honestly, the results my clients see blows my mind <laughs> every single week. And as of recording this, I do have space for new clients. So if you are sick and tired of going it alone, if you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, frustrated that all your proactive attempts have led to zero progress. If you're really confused because every time you Google something, you get told five different things. If you've tried supplements, dietary changes, some of the stuff I've talked about maybe on this podcast, but you're not seeing results, chances are you need a comprehensive, personalized plan. And honestly, when you get that, you make so much more progress in such a short period of time. So if you are interested at all in working with me, know I have some space for a couple of new clients. I do get fully booked up quite quickly, so I don't know how long this will be for. Go to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in a free Zoom call. These are free calls where we just have a really informal conversation. You don't have to commit to anything. It's a very chilled vibe and we can just chat through what's going on in your body, what lab tests we might run, what your program might look like, what you're struggling with, what I think could help. I'll answer any questions that you have and you just have the opportunity to find out more. If you are at all interested, I'd love to chat with you. It would be so, honestly, it would just be so lovely to chat with you. Um, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book.
that's keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your free Zoom call so we can chat more about what your unique personalized program could look like and how you could be making incredible progress in just a couple of months. So it's keziahall.com forward slash book. I would love to chat to you. I know it's a bit weird booking to chat to some lady on the internet, but honestly, it will be a lot of fun. Okay, so pause this podcast, book in your call and let's chat soon, lovely. So this is the final in our why series. And today we're talking about why are your periods awful and painful or non-existent or in general, why are your hormones just a total nightmare? (laughs) And also what can you do about that? Because um, from working with so many women, a pattern I have noticed is that when it comes to hormones, periods, menopause, lack of periods, there's like a general like, like, oh, well, take the pill, have a hysterectomy, um, take some painkillers. Like this is just a part of being a woman. And I don't necessarily agree. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. So I want to look at that. What could be going on? I want to share with you and empower you with some information that you can then take and explore further so that you can really figure out, okay, why have I struggled with horrendous periods for 10 years? Why do I have to dose my, like dose myself up to the eyeballs in drugs just to survive a day when I'm on my period? Or why haven't I had a period for a really long time? Or why is the menopause kicking me in the butt when my friend Sally over here got like, two night sweats, and then basically that was it. That was her menopause. So that's what I want to talk about. And I love talking about hormones. Hormones are so fascinating. And I love female hormones. I think it's brilliant. They're complicated. and oh, They just make... I, I honestly think they're our superpower. But it's really common, really, really common that hormones are a massive source of discomfort, suffering, pain, struggle, stress. That is common, but it's not necessarily normal. And it's also really common in the way that our medical system has been established over the last many decades, is that uh, women's hormones is often treated um, in a dismissive kind of fashion. It's either like, well, go on the pill, have a baby, don't have a baby, have a hysterectomy. There's not like load, been loads of research done into like endometriosis, endomenorrhea, PC. I mean, there has been some research, but not loads. So we are, do, I feel, have limited options sometimes when it comes to hormonal issues. Um, and this is half of the population have ovaries. So, you know, I think it's something to talk about and address. And that the pain, the struggle, the suffering, the discomfort, the lack of options is not acceptable in my books. So, as always, this is a good dose of feminism mixed in with nutritional science and biochemistry. Anyway, But I want to share with you today some of the key reasons. I've worked with loads of women on 
menopause, PCOS, anamenorrhea, infertility, heavy periods, painful periods, uh, just all, all the labels that we have around awful <laughs> hormones, essentially. And I'll share with you the why I often see um, what could potentially be some of the reasons behind this so that you could go, oh, okay, let's deal with this. Because when you can actually be like, um, why is this happening? Why haven't I got a period? Or why is my period so painful that I cannot function for several days? Then you can start to do something about it and um, you're just empowered with that information, okay? So, and this is something I've experienced as well. I've had like a, a whole gamut of period issues in the past, from um, really painful, heavy periods that were just like, again, I wouldn't, I thought this was normal, but I would not function. I couldn't function or like walk around or really do anything other than go to the toilet without having um, several sets of painkillers, like every three hours on, on the button, three hours, three hours, paracetamol, ibuprofen, every three hours for two days. And then I could kind of ease off and maybe just have paracetamol for a couple of days. I just thought this was totally normal. Now I don't have any pain with my periods. I don't need any paracetamol. I don't like push through because I hate drugs. No, I don't need them. I don't have them. So I've had pain and heaviness. I also then my periods like disappeared. Like I think in my early 20s, I just go for like many months without a period and then it would come, then it would go and then it would just no regularity. I really took, probably took a good like 10 years of my cycle before it became regular. Um, and then um, I started to get regular periods, but my cycle was really short. Like at one point it was 18 days. <laughs> so I was having a period like every 18 days, which is basically like every two weeks. <laughs> well, two and a half weeks. So I've had the gamut as, as it were, and then I've worked with loads of people with all the other issues. So what could be happening? Why could your periods be making your life a misery or your lack of periods or the disappearing of your periods and the menopause? Um, and all of these things, you might be like, no, but Kezia, I am post, like I'm in the menopause. So the, these are all specific things that can impact all stages of your hormones. So don't discount yourself. No, I have PCOS. No, I don't have a period. No, I have heavy periods. No, I'm going through the menopause. These are all things from my experience that play a role. Again, this is not an extensive list. This is the things that come up most. Quite. I was just thinking about like, say my last five clients where this was a primary concern of what are the key things, the root causes that we came up with through their lab results and just through um, like research and our work together. Okay. So the first thing, and this is really important, really important First thing that comes up is blood sugar regulation or said in another way is your insulin man management. Insulin plays a big role in your estrogen and testosterone production. It, we often think if you, I mean, most people don't think about blood sugar, let's be honest, but I'm a nutritionist, so I obviously do constantly. I'm always thinking about the blood sugar of my children and myself and my clients, but most people don't think about it. And they especially, and if they do, they tend to think about it from like being hungry and maybe like losing weight, but it plays a huge role, huge role in your sex hormones, really does. Whether it comes to estrogen, testosterone, the happy, healthy hormones, balanced hormones, whether you want a period, whether you don't want a less heavy period, whether menopause, especially menopause actually, blood sugar, regulation, supporting your insulin management. And really, really important. And a really easy way to support this is making sure that you eat enough protein at breakfast and protein and healthy fats with every meal. Really simple way. You do not want to be a carbitarian where you just only eat carbs. Carbs, 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 carbs. 
Every meal, ask yourself, where's the protein? Where is the protein? Where is the healthy fat? Every meal, really simple way of doing that. Obviously, it can be a bit more nuanced and complicated, but as a baseline, really helpful. The next reason for why your hormones might be a disaster <laughs> is there could be estrogen dominance happening. Now, this comes up with clients when we run the Dutch lab test on them, and we just kind of, it's a hormone profile where we just kind of look at what's, what are the, how much hormones are there? What are they doing? How are they being metabolized? Just like what's happening. And often there can be real excess estrogen. Um, and the next reason for problems can be um, that estrogen is being really poorly metabolized down a um, more inflammatory pathway. So with hormones, we often think about hormone balance, meaning how much or how little hormones do we have? And that is important. But also with hormones, it's not just about how much you make, it's also about what you do with them once they are made. So the balance is important to look at, but how do you metabolize your hormones? What do you do with the hormones when you don't need them anymore? Because in a female cycle, our hormonal status is not consistent. So when you make loads of estrogen over ovulation, you don't want to keep loads of estrogen in your system for the entire cycle. No, 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 no. Same with progesterone. You want a peak of progesterone towards the end of your cycle. You do not want to have that peak. Same with luteinizing hormone, follicle stimulating hormone. Like that you don't want a consistent hormone profile every single day. So your body, so the question is not just how much you produce, it's also what do you do with it? How well do you metabolize estrogen? How effectively do you metabolize progesterone? Or like how bioavailable is the progesterone that you create? So Estrogen, poor estrogen metabolism is something I see a lot in people. This often is a result of estrogen dominance, but potentially not. Their body just has a preference for, um, let's just say, metabolizing or detoxing um, their estrogen in a really inflammatory pathway that can lead to DNA damage, which is never a good thing, as, as it sounds. <laughs> Um, the next thing that can be going on is low progesterone. That can be a massive issue, especially around PMS and mood swings and fertility and the short, uh, if you have a short cycle, if you have recurrent miscarriages, all of these things. Another thing, another reason can be high androgen. So androgens are hormones like testosterone and DHEA. And they play a really important role in your cycle. We need testosterone for sure. We need DHEA that's made in your adrenals. But high androgens can create a lot of inflammation and is often seen in that PCOS diagnosis or PCOS, another way of saying it. I'm never too sure which, which way you say it. PCOS, PCOS, anyway. Um, so high androgen and that, if you have too much of a good thing, too much of a good thing like testosterone, that can create a lot of inflammation. I often see that when someone has like a lot of acne or as you say, PCOS or um, also um, estrogen dominance because if you have a high testosterone, testosterone can aromatase into estrogen. So if you're, you can imagine if your blood sugar is out of balance and you have high androgens, you could just like, you can see how estrogen dominance is like really easy to happen. If that didn't make sense. How estrogen dominance happens. <laughs> so that's one thing. Another big reason. And again, these, these more technical things, these are things you would figure out through lab testing, either a Dutch test or even just through a really thorough um, serum, like blood sample potentially. And um, you could get these information, uh, this information from there. 
Another reason why people's hormones are not happy and out of bounds and painful and basically a nightmare is they're under eating. A lot of women under eat. And I know you might be like, no, 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 Kezia, definitely, definitely, definitely not me, definitely not me. Honestly, honestly, it happens more than you think. Like I have clients coming to me and 90% of the time I'm saying to people like, "Mm, eat a bit more food eat a bit more food, eat a bit more fat, eat a bit more protein. Can you eat more food? Can you add a snack in? Can you, can you, how can we eat a bit more? A lot of the time, that's what I'm saying. And under eating, if you're, that goes on chronically, meaning every day you're under eating, either unintentionally or intentionally, that to your brain, your brain reads that signal, that input or lack of input and, you know, food input as a stress response, as a threat, as something problematic. So, can see that a lot of the time. And another point linked to that is being underweight as well. If you are um, underweight, you can, that can again be another really stressful state for your body to be in. And your hormones, your sex hormones, your fertility, another way of saying this, but if you're not, if you're still at that cycling time, you're not at the menopausal or postmenopausal stage, fertility is really, really important. And fertility is basically about your ability to make a baby and your body needs to feel safe, nourished and well-fed for that to happen. Even if you don't want to make a baby, obviously you can decide that for yourself. But on a cellular level, if we're looking at healthy, balanced hormones, that is synonymous with saying good fertility. Now you get to decide what you do with that fertility, but it's really important that you think about your hormones on this level. It's really healthy periods are really around healthy fertility, which is really around making a baby. Your body is going to want to make a baby when it feels really safe and nourished and well fed with low inflammation. Okay, so that's one reason. Another On the other side of that, another thing that can get in the way of your periods is excess body fat. So we often think of body fat as being really passive, but body fat actually plays, um, has an Uh, endocrine disrupting or hormonal role in the body and if you have body fat to excess for your body your system um this isn't necessarily about everyone who's 10 stone overweight has this no this is can be quite unique um but body fat can again um increase your um testosterone and estrogen production it can affect your hormones massively (coughs) excuse me Another reason can be a food intolerance. Now, I remember being surprised when this happened with a client first because I was like, huh? But this is just from my experience. I don't actually know if there's a lot of any research on this, but I've had several clients that have um, either they've been like going through the menopause or just struggling with fertility. And we have looked at their food intolerances, discovered maybe dairy or gluten or whatever the food is, removed it. And then like one cycle later, their cycle feels better just because we've removed that level of inflammation from that food that they've been eating regularly and they've noticed it in their cycle. So that can make a big difference. The next thing that can be the reason for getting in the way of um, having just happy, normal, pain-free, no drama periods and hormones is your liver. So your liver is incredible. Just right now, just pat yourself towards the right underneath your chest, roughly. Just say thanks, liver thanks liver. (laughs) Your liver is phenomenal. It really is. And it does so many things in the body. One of the things it does is help with detoxification. And detoxification 
is really the process of several different pathways, um, probably the most well-known being like methylation, for example. You might not know what that is. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, several different pathways. And basically one of the ways that your hormones keep to the right balance is that you make them, you metabolize them, then you detox them out, aka you poop them out when you don't need them. So after ovulation, you don't need as much estrogen. So you essentially want to poop out the estrogen you don't need. The liver plays a role in that. So if there is a sluggishness there, if say you have something like Gilbert syndrome, and maybe you know you have some actual liver issues medically, or just your liver is generally fine, medically speaking, there's no disease, but you're just a bit sluggish, or you have low B12, low folate, you don't eat enough vegetables, or not hydrate, like you can have these more sluggish or suboptimal, this is a nice way of thinking about it, um, liver pathways, and that will really make it uh, uh, get in the way of um, healthy hormones. Again, like I just mentioned, another reason for that is unhealthy bowel movements. You need to poop out old hormones. A really simple way of putting it, if you don't poop regularly, you, you, no, <laughs> you're not going to feel good. Pooping is an important detoxification pathway. You need to poop regularly. That's why gut health plays a really important role. And again, another reason for why you can have really out of whack hormones is poor gut health. So if you're struggling with your gut health, join me in the Beat the Bloke program. It's a really good kickstart, a reset, an introduction to the key foundations to help you create a happy and flat belly and improve digestion. Really important because I do see that a lot. I had a client who um, had terrible periods. That was the main reason they were coming really painful, really awful. So we did a hormone panel on her and I was totally expecting her hormone panel to be like, whoa, crazy, you know, totally out of whack, estrogen dominance, all the things. And we also ran a gut test because there was a couple of digestive issues, but nothing too crazy. The main problem was the pain and heaviness and all those things. Turns out the majority of the inflammation and the problem was happening in her gut. When we supported her gut and her liver, that was when she saw massive progress. Periods got way less painful, way less heavy in a short space of time. Um, we actually need to support her gut and her liver, not like just hormone balance. And that's why um, we test and we don't guess. Okay, another reason is poor sleep. Sleep is, again, another signal to the body. Quality sleep, quantity of sleep tells the brain everything's fine. We are safe. We're healthy. We can make a baby. We're not threatened. Sleep, really important. The next thing that can play a role in your periods and your cycle and all these things is um, past trauma, adverse childhood events, ACEs, as known in the literature, just general abuse, like mental difficulty, trauma, all of these kinds of things. That can play a big role because the state of your brain affects the state of your hormones. All hormone signaling, all, oh, sorry, hit the mic, all hormone production begins with the brain, signaling to your glands to make the hormones. So this can also be said with um, traumatic brain injury as well, potentially if you've hit your head, had concussion, these kind of things. There are some neuroscientists and neuropsychiatrists, let's see if I'm saying that right, that think TBI is a much bigger problem than what we think. Like we often only think of traumatic brain injuries and in like the really big dramatic cases, but it can be a lot more subtle and problematic in a lesser extent if that makes sense. Um, and the next thing is, oh, I think I've said them all because the next thing was going to be underweight, but I have mentioned that already. So those are the 
12, 10. The many reasons of what could be going on with your, uh, why your hormones are out of whack. So you might be thinking, well, um, Kezia, what do I do about that now? A couple of things you can do. Number one, you can come and work with me. We could run a Dutch panel, a gut panel, figure out what's going on, figure out which ones of these, because chances are not all of these, like don't be overwhelmed. You, you won't have every single thing of this happening when it comes to your hormones is probably depending on how long and the severity of your symptoms there's probably about two three of these that will apply to you and um, so the first thing is you've got to do the first option come and work with me go to keziahall.com forward slash book we can chat it through we can figure out what labs might be helpful you can ask any questions and see if it's going to be a good fit for you number one number two if you're like no don't want to work with you kezia that's not right for me right now first thing you can do is work on your blood sugar regulation Go back to what I said at the start, every meal, ask yourself, where is the protein? Where is the healthy fat? Every meal, add protein, add healthy whole food fats, protein being eggs, meat, fish, nuts, seeds, healthy fats being olive oil, avocado, um, a lot of these go also in fish, also in healthy meat, also in eggs, um, butter, cheese, if you tolerate dairy, all these kind of things. Um, that is option number two. So depending on where you're at, depending on what kind of support, what level of support you need, that is what I want you to do. Either book in your call, keziahall.com forward slash book, or begin to focus on blood sugar regulation by adding in, but just every meal, where's the protein? Where's the healthy fat? Where's the protein? Where's the healthy fat? Okay. And that can do wonders for your hormones. Okay. I hope this has been really helpful. And I really, my goal for sharing this with you is that you have lovely, enjoyable hormones and periods and cycles, that you actually enjoy your cycle if you are still cycling or that you enter the menopause and have menopause without all the faff and drama and awfulness that is so common, but not necessary, not necessary. Um, I love having my periods, having been pregnant a lot of the time for the last few years, pregnant or breastfeeding. I am the last, my two pregnancies, I've only had two pregnancies. I've been so excited to get my period back because I miss it. I really miss my period because it's not painful. It's not problematic. I don't like the, you know, I love the cycle of my period. It's so powerful. It's so awesome. I love um, the living that cyclically you're living according to my cycle. I'm not the same every day as a woman. And I think that's awesome. I do think it's a superpower, but not if you're in pain, agony, discomfort all the time. So just to make that clear, <laughs> I'm not saying you should just like love your cycle, even though you're like in agony. No, you first need to fix it to really enjoy it. And after struggling for years and years, I, um, uh, I, I know that to be true. Okay. I hope this is helpful. Let me know any questions you have on Instagram or at, you can email admin at keziahall.com or otherwise I will see you next week for another episode. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you like the show, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you are interested in work together and you want to chat it through, you want to find out what lab tests might work for you, what it might look like, head to keziahall.com forward slash book. So K-E-Z-I-A-H-A-L-L.com forward slash B-O-O-K, keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your free Zoom call with me. We'll just chat through what's going on in your health, what you what lab tests might work, what your program might look like. And it's a really informal, chilled chat then. 
to, to chat about it or you know what I mean <laughs> it basically is like a podcast but where you get to talk back and I get to listen it's like a conversation instead of you just listening to me it's totally chilled there's no obligation to work with me and I would love to speak with you so keziahall.com forward slash book otherwise I will see you next week for another podcast episode